What's up, all you dirty little news gremlins out there? Today, I have a little treat for your ear holes. Hopefully, you're listening to our mm-mm Raycons. Buy them in our subscription. Buy them from our store. Because today, on this podcast, original podcast, Do Not Steal, we're going to be covering some news, some do's and don'ts about the news, and a little fun guy who's a news dude known as Cody Johnston and his little dumb showdy called Even More News. Mm-mm-mm. And guess what else? We're going to be covering even some more news with a second co-host, Amber Autumn. That's me. I'm here also doing the news. There's two of us. Two news dudes. Only only one of us is a dude. It's a poorly named show. <laughs> it's a poorly named show. That's, that's the best Cody I've got. That's all I can do. That'll be my only Cody impersonation this episode. I'm sure Cody will love it. I'm I will at some point do a more screamy Cody, a Cody, a Cody J, the version of Cody who's a conservative comic, or the parallel universe version of Cody from two months in the future who's just very angry and calls everyone a fascist fuck. I'll do one of that at one point. But that getting too far ahead of ourselves. We need to talk about what this show is because this right here is not a news show. It's original podcast. Do not steal a podcast where in every week Amber Autumn and I discuss a certain topic at length and provide you and each other enough information to understand how making a character in that space would make sense. That's the show. That's what we do. Amber, start talking. Uh, uh, it's a YouTube show um, by Cody Johnson and Katie Stoll. Um, uh, it's also a podcast. I think it had a progenitor show on Cracked. I wasn't around for it that far back, back when Cracked.com was, was a thing that you could that you could go to. Um, and, and these days, it's, it's a weekly show on YouTube in which every week they cover um, the news from a, a lefty perspective, um, and they do a bunch of dumb jokes. Um, and, you know, there's puppets. It's, it's a blast. And also uh, uh, intentionally extremely disheveled um, as part of the joke. Um, and, yeah, I think that a lot of the ways that we talk, like, both of us have watched the show for a while, and so I think both of the way that we make jokes has taken a lot from some more news. We've referenced them several times over the course of this show before. Um, if you're a, a True Blue listener um, who's listened to every episode, you've definitely heard us mention some more news or do some more news-type bits um, on, on more than one occasion on air. Yeah, here's a fun fact before I also kind of cover history of the show because I know things and have things to say. But here's a super fun fact for all hardcore fans of me personally. If you followed my TikTok for an amount of time, you may know that I have two even more news-inspired videos. One where I covered the NFT Tungsten Cube and one where I covered the fact that a group of animals, I don't remember what they're called, but they're like kind of alpacas, uh, were just dying. And science threw up its hand and said, we don't know why. And they were uh, my attempt to get a retweet from one Cody Johnston, because as Cody says in his Twitter bio, retweets are endorphins. Please notice me, news daddy. Uh, but he didn't. And neither of those videos did a lot. So I stopped doing them. But that's just a fun fact for everybody listening. I have to imagine that you're going to be trying again with this episode when it goes up that you will be incessantly tweeting at both of them, um, like every Twitter account associated with some more news that you can find trying to get them to retweet us. I just... Okay, so here's a really stupid story. On a really recent episode at time of recording of some more news, they did an even more Q's episode, which is their Q&A episode, and I added them thinking, like, every time someone I'm a fan of does a Q&A, my question would not get read. And then it did. And I just said, uh, I would just like to know what is your favorite thing about each other. I think that would be nice. Something like that. And fucking forgot 
that my current Twitter handle was new new Mr. Nut. And so when Katie was dead reading goes new new Mr. Oh, I was like, ah, fuck. (laughs) It's a Mr. Peanut. They did a whole episode on the Mr. Peanut thing. (laughs) They did, but they don't know that's what I'm doing. I don't think it's embarrassing to have new new Mr. Peanut as your as your Twitter name. It's fine. It's uh, allowed. Yeah. So. <laughs> so even more news. Yeah, like Amber said, is now a weekly show wherein they cover one specific news story at length. Usually, like minimum, I feel like is forty minutes, and they've gone some that are extremely long. Like the Jordan Peterson episode. That's actually not long at all. It's very short. Don't look at the timestamp. Please do not look at the timestamp of the Jordan P. Peterson episode. And the thing that is good about it, because, like, I don't know, I, I feel less of a need to be like, and this is why it's good, because it's mostly just a news show, and the point of a news show delivering you information that you can now digest and understand and carry through life is what it's supposed to do, but it's also really fucking funny. And yes, it did start at Cracked. It started, God, like a decade ago at Cracked, and it was like segments of news as opposed to one lengthy digression and (laughs) i'm just remembering things but yeah it's funny it's a very dry wit cody will just be like and then he said things with his mouth on the tv so that your ears could hear them and so there's a mix of like dry wit and also just saying shit like you think i don't know what borcom looks and smells like and that combination uh with the presentation of an exasperated news person because part of the bit is that the news is tiring Everything is awful. And most talking heads on news stations need to have like a level of uh, calm. There's a fancy word I'm looking for, but like calm, just straight driveling facts. It's the same reason uh, 911 responses are not supposed to be emotive. And it is to give you, the audience, like a like a sense of calm and control. Whilst we're talking about terrible things and sometimes uh, for the sake of catharsis, you just want someone who is equally tired and disheveled of all of this garbage. And that's what Even More News does very well. And because I am a big fan, I've been a fan of Cracked for a long time, and I'm not going to get into why Cracked went away. Uh, it's because Mark Zuckerberg lied, and then a bunch of websites <laughs> went into video streaming services, and then they realized... <laughs> I'm a liar! I'm a dirty little liar who loves attention. Uh, And then they realized that this was not a sustainable market, which is sad because I liked a lot of what Cracked made in their video department, but that's neither here nor there. So they went away and got independent. And much as Cracked defined my adolescence, the ways in which that group of people have dispersed and done their own things has now defined my later years. I like a lot of Crack-based podcasting. A lot of Cracked people are in even more news. Dave Bell... David Bell, who has the podcast network Gamefully Unemployed with Tom Ryman. He's the lead writer of Even More News. Michael Swain guest uh, played a cameo role on one of the Warmbo episodes about the forward party. Uh, like we said, Katie Stoll. Uh, Katie Golding has written a few episodes. She wrote the Moral Panic episode, which is a damn fine episode. So there's just a lot of cracked DNA here. And I just want to say on record, well, I've talked a lot. I'm just kind of looking down at the cord. But anyways, I would like to say on record, I'm an enormous fan of all of these people. And I have formed a parasocial relationship. And that comes a lot more from the podcast where in Cody Johnston, the news dude, is very clearly a character. It's very James Rolfe-esque, where whenever James Rolfe talks, he is, like, 
almost a painfully boring person. Cody is more reserved than the exasperated news dude he plays, and so the energy is very different on the podcast. And I would like to say uh, that I'm going to do my best to make a character in the fictional even more news area and try to avoid just things I know about them in their real life that they have or have not disclosed. And I'm just going to try to square that box to the best of my abilities because I do have a pretty big parasocial relationship with a lot of the people we're going to be covering. And I'm more interested in talking about their characters as opposed to the character of their personhood. That's a lot of words. Amber, do you have anything to say? Yeah, this will be a way that I'll be able to be helpful in this regard because I am a regular watcher of this show. I mean, I haven't watched for like a few weeks, but I like I do watch it. Um, But I wouldn't say that I necessarily have a strong parasocial relationship um, other than, you know, the amount that you do with, I mean, anyone that you watch regularly. But I I, like I don't follow their lives. I don't follow their personal Twitter accounts. Um, I just I just watch the show and I'm a fan of the characters on the show. So I I can be helpful in that way. I think that the thing that some more news does that's interesting for me, like you were talking about the experience of uh, like the news being tiring and wanting a person there to like reflect that. And I sort of feel a little bit differently. I, so I don't watch like the regular news, right? Um, which is like, you know, personal failing on my part, whatever. Sure. Yes. Um, uh, I probably should. I should get my information from places that aren't Twitter um, and some more news, but I don't. Um, and I'm betting that a lot of the people listening are sort of in the same boat. Um, I feel like often the things that I find out about on some more news are things that I've already heard about from Twitter, including like a lot of the sources. I feel like they get a lot of it from Twitter. And I think very rarely on the show do I end up uh, like seeing entirely new things that I had no idea about before. I get the sense that all the people working on it are pretty fucking online and pretty fucking on Twitter all the time. Um, And I am pretty personally very careful with cultivating my um my twitter presence i i'm not like the least online person i know but i try like i keep my twitter feed um algorithm free i'm only i only get um uh, posts from people i follow in chronological order and i've kept the people i'm following um to be pretty much like people i know in real life and a handful of other people and some of the people i know in real life if they retweet too much shit that's off feed i will mute them um because i really try to keep a closed lid on like the discourse um and i think it's been really really good for me and my mental health i think i've done a really good job of cultivating it i don't see a lot of like the horrible bullshit happening in the world like it's a really bad place for trans people right now and i know that like i like i know a lot of trans people who are like feeling that every single day and like like, would it be better practice for me to be, like, feeling it in my bones every single day? Fucking maybe. Maybe it would motivate me to, like, do more in some way. Uh, but for the sake of, like, wanting to be alive and continuing to, like, live in the world, I found that it's really, really useful for me to not see every single feed, every single story about a transphobic thing that happens um, across my dash every single day. And so I think a thing that some more news does that's really valuable for me is that they're super fucking online in ways that I don't have to be. Um, they are in the shit, and I get to hear from them um, all of the horrible things without, like, like, I get to go in once a week, you know, and find out some of the things that are going on without it being, like, checking my Twitter five times a day and seeing something horrible five times a day. They remember it, so I don't have to. 
the news dudes, you can, they're your butters because apparently this season I'm tying everything to South Park. But remember the episode where butters has to be everyone's online filter and just give them the news in a way that they can handle. That's Jesus. even more news for you. A little bit. I, I find that it's a valuable service for me in that way. I, like, if you're extremely online, I think that some more news might not be that helpful of a thing for you unless you are just looking for, like, more of the same. Um, but I think that for me, it, yeah, it's it's really useful as, like, a, as, a, as a filter tool, as a way to stay abreast of the discourse without having to be involved in the discourse. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Are uh, we at the top? Uh, my brain farted. Are we at the part where we just want to list a few favorite episodes before? Because I, I already know my little digression of like sp- how you make characters in this space. But do you just want to shout out some uh, some favorite episodes? Do you have any favorite oh, episodes God. in I, general? I don't have like a mental list of favorite episodes. Obviously, everybody remembers the some more news movie. Uh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. God, I I can go look at the YouTube feed see if I can see anything. I'll just list off a few of mine. Like I said, the How to Spot a Moral Panic episode was great. The Send This to Your Conservative Relatives one about the Lincoln Project was really good. One of the few times I felt like I could actually send this to my uh, conservative relatives because they say, like, eating cum and shit like that (laughs) that I don't think my family would be into. The Why isn't conservative comedy good is just one of my favorite videos ever produced. I go to it a lot. The first one they did like with warmbo here's some good news like all the positive things that happened during and post covid is one of my favorite videos uh and and yeah the the the, of course like i'm a i'm a i'm a slut piggy for like the the ben shapiro steven crowder jordan b peterson episodes I mean, me too, and it's bad. It's like it's like the junk food version of news, finding out about the bad people who you're supposed to hate and complaining about the bad people that we don't like. Um, but it is fun. It is fun to complain about the bad people we don't like. Okay, it, well, it's more than just complaining about the bad people you don't like, but it is explaining why they, like why Ben Shapiro is unserious, why Steven Crowder is a LARPer. It's, it's more than just they are bad. It is they operate through this way and here is how to detect and dismantle the ways in which they operate. And maybe if you have a conversation like that with someone who is engaged with them, you can prove to them that they are a liar and a charlatan and maybe not someone you should be taking seriously. But also, yes, Uh, I I love it when you tell me uh, Ben Shapiro, stupid cuck, and then I (laughs) laugh because he's stupid. He dumb. Steven Crowder have weak chin and it make me. I fucking hate. I'm not. This episode isn't just going to be a hate fucking Steven crowder but i do I, I i hate that motherfucker so much so yeah is that enough just talk about some more news before we uh jump into the more character focused stuff the, the interesting thing about making a character in the show is that like in some ways it feels like they're like there isn't a universe of characters but there definitely is it's just that most of them are played by cody <laughs> To quote Cody in the Steven Crowder Needs a Friend episode, most of the people I talk to on this show are me in different outfits and a yeah, puppet. That's right. <laughs> so the characters on the show are the one 
Cody Johnston, the news dude, who is very tired of the news and hypermanic. There is the two years in the future version of Cody, who is Cody in bad old man makeup, who talks like an old man. There is two months in the future Cody, who is the one who's screaming and calls everyone a fascist and is completely <laughs> conspiracy-pilled. <laughs> Fucking, I'm gonna do my impression. You gotta be drinking piss, you fascist fuck! Everyone's out to get you! And the elites are eating our goddamn babies! But then they turn our babies into paste, and they rub it on their smooth, weird, non-wrinkly balls! That felt good to do. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know that, like, those characters were debuted in some more news the movie, which came out over two years ago. So it has now been over two years since Cody from Two Years in the Future debuted as a character. Um, and he is still just Cody from Two Years in the Future. It's a shifting timeline thing. Don't worry about it. This is, this is like the Marvel comic book universe. Don't worry. There's a, there is C.O., Dash D.I. Johnston, who is the Star Wars version of Cody. There's the Marvel, there's this Marvel Cinematic Universe version of Cody. There is the cartoon Cody. Some of them are just like one bit cameos. There is, of course, everyone's favorite character, Warmbo, who, fun fact about Warmbo. Everybody loves Warmbo. Warmbo, the function is like a straw man kind of resistance lib. Let's, hold on one second, I have the impression. Ah, oh, Wombo doesn't know who to vote for. He wants to keep those nasty, mean Republicans away from office, but is also worried about the two far left, who are just as bad as those mean Republicans. And that's Wombo. That's, that's a really fun... good Wombo, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm upset at how good my Wombo is. That's really good. <laughs> because uh, a friend of the show, Hans, uh, is terrified of Wombo, and so if I do my Wombo impression, he'll <laughs> just get, like, really scared. <laughs> But here's a fun fact about Warmboat. Warmboat, like, functionally, right, little straw man, which is a fun visual metaphor because he's literally a puppet. Um, but canonically, for lore reasons, Warmboat is an eldritch being. Uh, Warmboat is the cosmic sensation of dread, the shrill of the dying lamb. Warmboat was sired from no womb, no earthly act of flesh. <laughs> That's canon. <laughs> Canonicity is kind of a funny term in terms of some more news because they play pretty fast and loose with like how how much how engaged in the fiction they want to be right sometimes um they're totally in character the whole time and sometimes they're like this is a dumb show that you're watching um we know that we're not pretending that this we don't need to like pretend that Warmbo is like a real. It's he's a puppet. He's a puppet that we made and we're putting on the show. But listen, then if you also keep saying Warmbo's a puppet, Warmbo will show up. And I, I listen. I only have so much pee to associate Warmbo's rage. All right. <laughs> I, I, I had just, uh, just like two more characters. There's the, the like, Amazon Alexa with the brain of a moose and Cody's DNA, who is a character who is like. It's like a lot of existential dread about their existence. And Katie! Katie Stoll is a bona fide member recurring bit. And this is how much of an even more news head I am. I remember back when the podcast was just Katie and Cody every week and they did an even more cues where someone asked, do you think Katie could be like a fixture on the show? And Cody's response was no, because the show is a very specific thing. So I remember all the way back then. And now Katie is a bona fide character. And like we said, character and continuity is very loose and stupid. So for the most part, Katie plays like a 
delude. I'm looking for like word where you are disconnected from reality, but that she's type a of shitty a, boss. She's a shitty boss trying to make Cody's life worse, and she lets Warmpo drink Cody's pee. Like when we say she's trying to make his life worse, we mean that often she like will um uh, send people to collect Cody's blood in order to pay off the show's deficits. Like that's sort of like uh, the level that we're like evil, like evil sort of a character. And Cody will try to talk. She's like, ah, your voice is like dicks being crammed into my ears. I hate it. So there's like two kinds of characters on the show is you've got like, you know, your warm bows or your Cody two months in the futures where it's like, um, uh, trying to make some sort of a political point because it's such a political show that you like want examples to to bounce off of for rhetorical purposes, and then you have characters like Katie or the Moose Brain thing where it's all pure. The show is kind of dumb and does bits sometimes, um, and so kind of trying to straddle those lines of truly no episode of the show. Uh, has as fully embodied the energy of that's fucking stupid we have to do it as well as this episode is going to yeah you know there's cody in an outfit there's friend from the crack days who show up <laughs> which which of the do we want to make an oc that like existed in cracked <laughs> and now shows up occasionally to <laughs> even more news uh, or do we want to make Cody say dumb shit? Not that we don't want to make Cody say dumb shit, but I am sort of interested in imagining a legacy character from Cracked. Okay, so I guess we have to talk about Cracked for a second? <laughs> yeah, we do have to talk about Cracked for a second. Cracked.com. God, all the time I spent in my photography class not editing pictures. <laughs> Remember After Hours? I miss After Hours. After Hours is a good show. Cracked got Winston Roundtree some work. I love Winston Roundtree. Speaking of After Hours, who was the dude who was not Michael Swain and not the jock? The one with glasses. I have no idea what you're talking about right now. Oh, what the fuck? After Hours. There were four people. There was the girl. There was Michael Swain, who was kind of the fat one. There was uh, Soren Bowie, who's kind of the jock one. And then there was the one with glasses. Oh yeah, that guy. He was my favorite. Uh, yeah. Do you know he? He's a, he's a writer for uh, last week tonight right now. Oh shit! Good for him. Yeah, good for him. He's got a really good episode of Michael Swain's uh, Into the Pit, a podcast chronicling uh, Michael Pitt's issues with mental health and occasionally giving the floor to guests to talk about their own mental health issues and successes and struggles. It's really good. Everyone should check out Into the Pit. Also, <laughs> small beans. <laughs> And everyone uh, over at Crack Doing Podcasts, hello, hi, big fans of your work. Let me on your shows. Do it. Let me on the show, Cody, please. Uh, The stuff that was on that website, they did a lot of media analysis stuff. That's what After Hours was, was uh, sort of doing Unraveled before Unraveled. You know, like, which is the most edible Pokemon, sort of like a debate that you would have with your friends, sort of a show. Um... Uh, a lot of the articles were also um, doing lifestyle stuff. They would do columns about, like, um, they would find people with, like, slightly unusual life experiences and do little numbered lists of, like, here's what um, sex wa- workers want you to know about their work or whatever. I didn't honestly watch that much of their video stuff that wasn't After Hours. You might be the expert there. 
they had like sketch shows and other things that were like good comma for the time not in a way that likes ever really stuck out and crawled. like just vague flashes of things before I have anything really interesting to say but yeah it was you know kind of like a buzzfeed college humor that era of internet here's a bunch of dick slapping the awesome reasons all of the 80s movies were about politics uh shit like that uh i usually went to art of trolling when i wanted to get a good laugh and yeah um like amber said some of the lifestyle stuff a lot of that was introduced by one robert evans who has a brief history of ice uh <laughs> history of drugs and one of my favorite cracked videos is robert just uh getting all of his friends super fucking high and a bunch of weird ancient ways people used to smoke weed and shit it's pretty funny and pretty weird because there are some mind-altering abilities that getting high can have but yeah you know that's like yeah just like a college humor buzzfeed back of the day sort of site with a heavier bent into media that's that's kind of how cracked work and now many of those people have spread their wings to either actually do things in that field or continue to kind of do the same stuff that was a stupid sentence but yeah now they've spread out and made podcasts and or movies i'm actually really curious about michael swain's upcoming flick papa bear uh, about semi-autobiographical, about the fact that his dad realized he was a furry, like, in his 50s. Looking forward to that one, Michael. I backed it with, like, two bucks, I think. Uh, you could have, um, like, a, uh, professor-type character who's, like, clearly modeled off of, like, the Pokemon professors, who's trying to give you, like, information about, uh, media in the world, but is always, uh, wrong, or quickly devolves into... Um, talking nonsense or, or or some other such thing. So Professor Scott Bug? Ah, shit, that is sort of Professor Scott Bug, isn't it? Okay, never mind. Never mind. I did too good a job, and I created a character that they already have. Um. Oh, hi, gents. Did someone say Professor... Oh, my God, Professor Scott Bug! Right, that's me. It seems we are talking into noise collection devices that have tiny little men inside who transcribe everything you are saying. And then, through the art of voice modulation, re-say all of those words that you have said to you again later in the day. That is how airwaves travel. It is one of the few things that I know. Thanks, Professor Scott Bug. I don't think any of that was correct. Well, do you have a degree in scientifics? Amber, this bit's going on too long. I'm stopping the bit. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing. Any character I bring up, you can do an impression of right away. Okay, what if you have a character who's like... Um, a Rod Serling riff, or a character who's doing, like, a, a, a Crypt Keeper thing, where they're supposed to be clearly spooky and introducing a spooky thing. Um, Film Cow has this, has this, has this series. It's like a fake talk show thing with an animated character. At the end of every episode, they tell a scary monster story. Um, and every single time, the monster in the end ends up being the CIA. It's just a real story about a <laughs> fucked up thing that the CIA did. So... <laughs> You have like a like a character who's doing like a let me tell you a horror story like a flashlight shining under their face, um, uh, and then the like you tell some horror story, but instead of like a scary monster, it's like like political disenfranchisement of some kind. Like that time the CIA just dumped a bunch of acid on unsuspecting town, and everyone thought they were going crazy. Yeah, exactly, exactly that sort of a thing. It, like, is scary, but you have a, a, a spooky character to, like, a, like a character who's pretending it's just a spooky story to, like, take the riff off and to, like, 
make a point about how it's not just a spooky story, actually. Okay, you have a character who's, like, doing a uh, a children's story time figure. Like, a character who's clearly supposed to be, like, reading a bedtime story to children. Only every time that they read the bedtime story, um, it, like, starts out clearly for children. Um, and then very quickly becomes a story that you wouldn't want to tell the children either because it's too complicated or because it's, like, horrifying. Um, uh, and comes with, like, the gruesome, grisly realities of uh, whatever they talk about on the show every week. Okay, I like the I like the spooky scary guy, and I like the the bedtime story. Particularly, what I like about the spooky scary skeleton guy is that that already feels like an easy way to make a cracked legacy thing. Like you had someone on yeah, cracked it? team who was responsible for horror things and have now transposed their love of horror into a news outlet because the true horror is everyday life. That's right. <laughs> So I think we could combine those two. It's very easy to have someone who's telling scary stories be telling them to kids. Uh, <laughs> and I think the bit would be is trying to tell Warmbo that those nice Democrats also do a bad th- CIA do a bad thing, Warmbo. <laughs> Warmbo, you know CIA bad? <laughs> So it's like spooky stories for children guy comes in to tell a story to Warmbo every week. And like, it clearly is trying to push an agenda and Warmbo like never gets it or Warmbo gets it, but never realizes that it's a pattern. (laughs) Yeah. Warmbo will just be be like, well, it's just one bad apple in the police force. We just get rid of that one guy like a sacrificial lamb, Mr. Cody. Do we think it's like somebody from this? It's so it's not Cody in an outfit. It's somebody from Cracked who had this character (laughs) and just like comes in whenever. Yeah, it's full-on cracked legacy person. <laughs> they they come on the Shoney in a fucking Svengoolie outfit, and Cody's like, God damn it, get out of my house. Is it like Warmbo is inviting him over to talk to him, or is it like... <laughs> Um, uh, my, why is he there? My, What's his motivation? My idea was Cody's like, get out of my house! And he's like, I live in your basement now, Cody. Ooh, spooky. But I also love the idea of Warmbo just, like, inviting people over. Warmbo, you've eaten all of my food. I, Warmbo didn't eat all of your food, silly goat. Warmbo invited Warmbo's friend, Mr. Spooky. And Mr. Spooky ate all of Mr. Cody's food. So, like, the first time that our our Crypt Keeper figure shows up, Warbo saw this, like, flyer or something advertising this performance and invited them to come over. And Cody's like, this is my house. You can't be here. And he's like, sorry, man, I got a gig. Um, a gig's a gig. This is, this is paid work. I'm going to tell a scary story. Um, and then... <laughs> Uh, Warmbo is always like, I liked it so much the first time that I brought him back. And Cody's like, Warmbo, did you understand what he was saying the first time? And Warmbo uh, uh, then proceeds to completely misunderstand the thing that he was saying. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Coach is like, get out of my house. Oh, Mr. Worker's Rights doesn't want someone <laughs> to be working, huh? <laughs> that's perfect. I love that. <laughs> We <laughs> honestly, I love this character immediately. This is already really developed for me. Yeah, I've this works. 
Um, I'm probably a little self-conscious about like the the discussion part of this episode, but the character part, I'm I'm feeling really good about. We should give them a name of some kind. We gotta name this fucker, and I would uh, <laughs> and come up with their like thing that shows up at the bottom with their. T- <laughs> No, I just thought of a gag where the fucking the dude comes in and they get the little title card at what what is what is, what is fucking called the, the the it's like a a ticker a clicker a banner yeah the little banner shows up with their name and Cody's like why are we giving him things he's not a part of the show and he's like too late Cody and he pushes Cody off screen sits in the spot I'm trying to like smash. Homeland security and like crypt keeper into one word in my head. Bureau of spooky tales. Let me just call him like Mr. Spooky. <laughs> I'm a booze dude. Shut the fuck up. I'm, <laughs> I will turn this car around, Devin. <laughs> Mr. Spooky, you're booze dude. That's the that's the name of the episode. It's always name the blank. It's Mr. Spooky the Booze Dude. Oh god. Oh yep. Yep, that's it. Mr. Spooky the <laughs> What's he look like? Um I was thinking kind of like skull face paint and like a like a Sith cloak type deal. It's really low budget. So he's green screened yeah. in. <laughs> Yeah, just clearly like a Halloween costume robe. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, or it would be funny if, like, this cracked person was, like, the costume guy. And so, like, there is a budget to their costume. So, like, same idea, but just higher budget than everything else. <laughs> Speaking of high budget, this is the thing I wanted to shout out real quick. Just a, just a fun fact before I forget. But Warmbo, in real life, was made by one... Katie Golden, who hosts the Creature Preacher podcast, and that's just a fun fact I wanted to give everyone for free. You get more fun Funny. facts if you support us on Patreon, baby. She's lying. No, you don't. Like John Mulaney. Now, Warmbo. I'm not going to touch that one. Now, Warmbo. <laughs> um, there was a there was a terrifying monster lurking around the corner. A monster named Henry Kissinger, etc. You get it. You get it. You get the point. Well, this is going to be a weird episode of I Ship It, huh? Oh, it's time for the stinger. What the f***? In Yowie Art, the semi, or top, is usually dominating the UK, or bottom. It was fun! Their relationship is cute, damn it! I ship that! Okay, so like, because this is a person playing a character on a show, and that's like, text... It right. feels weird to ascribe a sexuality to to them in a way that like fictional characters don't always. So, do right. we ship Mister Spooky with anyone? M- Henry Kissinger. <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> He's got those kissable lips. You know, Henry Kissinger was a sex symbol. What? There You're were like multiple. Lying to me. I wish I was lying to you. There were multiple articles written about like how many women wanted to fuck Henry Kissinger, and part of it was just like a a, a prox like proximity to power, but another part of it was like Henry Kissinger, despite being a horrible shitbag human being, uh, 
uh, was like not a sex creep. And he just kind of enjoyed having women around. And so there's like, oh, I'm around a powerful person and that's alluring and he can get me around people of influence. And that's kind of cool. And I don't have to worry about him doing anything weird because he just kind of gets off. Yeah. So that's that's just a thing. A lot of women wanted to fuck Henry Kissinger. Not a fan. (laughs) Not a fan. I think we don't ship him with anyone. I think we just uh, kind of leave this section blank. It's a strangely blank uh, I ship it section, but that's because it's a little too real. Yeah, <laughs> because Cody Johnston is like a dude who exists we're gonna, in we're the gonna real world. We're going to some boundaries on this one. <laughs> we're going to be healthy and move on to one fun fact apiece. All right. <laughs> There's an episode of Some More News where Mr. Spooky, as played by, insert a name we will come up with in post, is on. And he's like, I really want to do an episode where Mr. Spooky has a conversation with Mr. Scott Buck. And Cody's like, yeah, but we can. It's funny when we say it, but we can never iron out a story that would be attached or anything more than just having the meat. And he's like, yeah, but I want to do it. That's my fun fact. I think that Mr. Spooky. <laughs> I think that Mr. Spooky often has boars be the heroes of the story, and it's just like another way that we create conflict with him and Cody. Like Cody, he like he like he'll tell a story, and Cody will be like, he makes some great political points, except for all that boar stuff. I need him out of my house. It all. Oh God! I, I honestly so think the boars thing is. Happens. I really don't like the boar episodes. I find them weaker than most of the episodes. Personally, uh, I love they're not boars. for me. But I'm glad that you like them. Oh, I get such a kick out of the fucking boar episodes. On the off chance that anybody on the on the some more news team is listening, um, thanks for being here. Um, sorry that I don't like the boar episodes. It's okay. They can't be for everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> Katie, Cody. Thanks for listening, Katie and Cody, who are definitely here and definitely listening. Since we know you're here and made it through the whole time. Thank you so much for that, by the way. We should get drinks sometime. Uh, My name has been Amber Autumn, she, her. My name has been Prince Devin, he, him. Our theme music is by Kyle Alicia, uh, whose work you can find at therealragnarok.bandcamp.com. You got anything else to say, Devin? Technical difficulties! We, here at our personal showdy, are professionals doing a podcast professionally. And sometimes, <laughs> we forget to I do think parts we can of just, the podcast. I think we could just seamlessly edit this in. I think we just seamlessly edit this in so that no one knows that we fucked it up. And we can just say, oh, for, the, for this part, I think that this would be a good Chekhov's bullshit. Okay, let's... Uh... <laughs> However you... Or we can introduce all that part where we are uh, really obviously unprofessional about it. That could be funny. Looking at our Chekhov's bullshit, I kind of think that the funniest one to me to have here would be the secret to world peace. <laughs> oh, you're right. I, I, oh, I have nothing to say. You're, right. you're so right. This character just like canonically knows what it is. Cody's like, man, why don't you tell us? And and he's like, Warmbo says that I shouldn't do it. Warmbo's paying me not to not to reveal it. And Cody's like, Warmbo, why are you paying him not to reveal the secret to world peace? And Warmbo is like, war is very profitable. <laughs> Economies go up when there's war. Like that sort of a thing.
<laughs> Mr. Cody, don't you know that when the economy goes up, it helps everyone? And so if one boat makes more war, the economy will go up and everyone will be happy. <laughs> and Cody's like, why are you listening to him? And Guy's like, I don't know, man. Money's money. <laughs> do, you have, do you have enough to pay me more? And Cody's like, I guess not. <laughs> Cody's like, do you want some of my blood? And he's like, no, <laughs> you weirdo. <laughs> What no one likes some of Mr. Cody's blood? Okay, perfect. Great. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I do the thing. I forgot I did the thing. I was looking for another thing to say. But anyways, uh, the thing. What's the thing? Amber, next week, <laughs> you're going to try like a little cock to get us to talk about Gem and the Holograms. But actually, we're going to talk about Wayside School. Like the books or the, like the books, Nickelodeon yeah. show? Like the children's ah. books. Okay, I'm gonna go to Wayside, Wayside. I wanna go to a place. And I don't even think explode. I knew about the Nickelodeon show, so wayside, you'll be providing wayside. that. Oh no, I'm, that's like what I just did now is like all I remember. I remember the opening Perfect. was kind of fun. Um, please be sure to give us a five star review, give us a like, give us a comment, and go head out our merch store where we will be selling vials of Cody Johnston's blood. <laughs> We got it at a discount. Thanks a lot for that one, Katie. Thanks, Katie. <laughs> and remember, we love you very much. <laughs>